Fire, fury, power. My name is Legend. Welcome to Fuel Your All right, guys, welcome to Food Your Drive. Today we have another amazing guest. Him and I have been going back and forth with our busy schedules trying to make this happen, and we finally did. Why do I love this guy who's coming on today? Well, I'm going to tell you why I love him. First of all, super handsome, all right, because, you know, I'm handsome, we're handsome, we're handsome guys. Jacked, eats clean, he runs a program, I got to tell you, I really dig it. It turns weak mindsets into strong mindsets. He's also in the same industry I'm in. He's a franchisor in the fitness space, Inc. 500, Entrepreneur 500, best-selling author, certified stud, loves doing hard things, understands what real pain is, and lots of many other accolades. Guys, please welcome to the show, Bedros Cooling. Bedros, welcome to the show, my friend. Josh, thank you so much, and I appreciate that introduction, man. You are the world's greatest hype man. Oh, man, I'm the hype man, baby. I'm the hype man. A lot of energy. But listen, first thing I want to start off with is... Dude, I dig this program you're doing. I think it's brilliant. I love what you're doing with it because, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of always talking about school, never setting people up for the real world. And at the end of the day, if you want to be successful in life, there's a price you got to pay to get to the other side. And most people will never make it to the other side because they're weak. So before we kind of get into that, because that's where I want to start, maybe we just to give a little background on yourself. You've done a lot of great things with Fit Body Bootcamp. I'm impressed with it. I love what you got with Bryce now. He's a great dude. So maybe we talk a little bit about that and then we'll get into the whole program of, uh, you know, the, the modern day night. I love it. Sure, sure. So, so, you know, I'm the immigrant edge, right? So I always kind of tell everyone, look, I've got this great Cinderella Man story where I come from a communist country. We escaped the Soviet Union in 1980. I was a kid, six years old. And uh, came here and we had a pretty rough upbringing. I mean, living in Section 8 housing, eating out of uh, dumpsters behind grocery stores where they throw away uh, old food that's expired, hasn't necessarily gone bad. And we would fish it out of those dumpsters and eat it. And so, but through all that adversity, we found the advantage and the advantage of living in a great country like the United States is that you have freedom, opportunity and capitalism. And as long as you can come up with ideas that solve problems for the masses like you have, right? Uh, bringing a personal trainer right to someone's home and you can come up with a solution to a problem, people will buy it. And the solution to the problem that I, I created in uh, 2008, when the housing market crashed, I realized a lot of, not a lot of people want to afford the cost of high-end one-on-one personal training at that point. Housing market had crashed, unemployment was through the roof. I said, well, what if we took the outdoor boot camp and brought it indoors and by 2010, we had created Fit Body Bootcamp, an indoor group training program where it's one on many. So each client was paying like 147 bucks instead of six, 700 bucks a month. And so that kind of scaled. And now we're, we're an international franchise throughout the US and Canada and uh, going into Saudi Arabia and Switzerland soon. Um, you know, while that's the short story, the, 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 the longer story is uh, everything you said earlier, which is paying the price to get to the other side. And that price and the lessons aren't taught in school. Most parents don't know it because they went through public education. They'll tell their kids, go to college and become someone. College only creates debt and has them ill-prepared for the future. And people find themselves in debt and trying to pay off a debt while have a living. And this is how you see a high divorce rate, depression rate, suicide rate, and yep. the history goes on. Spot on, spot on. And um, that's funny, you're going into Saudi. We're actually about to sign a deal in Saudi too. 
So maybe they'll do something together. But um, yeah, so, you know, so let's talk about that. Because look, I know I know a, a good amount about you. I know you've been through a lot of pain, as have I. And, um, you know, so w- what got you to creating this program now? Because, you know, you, um, you've kind of stepped away now, right now. You passed off the CEO role to someone, which I really like. And I think it's very smart, right? I always talk about working on the business, not in the business. And you're obviously scaling that to get onto the next project, which is, which is brilliant, very smart. So let's talk about this modern night project because I watch it and I like, I kind of want to do it for fun, man. Like, I'm like, this is awesome. Like it's, it's intense, man. It's intense, but I do that type of shit every day. So, but like, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So I, I, you know, um, about two years ago, uh, my book came out, uh, man up and, uh, the book's not about manning up and being a tough guy. In fact, when I started building fit body bootcamp in 2010, by about 2012, I was having such bad anxiety attacks, panic attacks, I was depressed, overwhelmed, uh, in financial debt. Me and my business partner at the time were at odds that uh, I realized if I needed to have this conversation that I kept avoiding with him, I needed to man up and have the conversation. So my internal voice was, hey, Bedros, man up and have that conversation. Man up and, and, and do the right thing. Man up and wake up early and tackle your work instead of screen sucking through social media. And so I titled the book Man Up because it's the stepping into my discipline is what I did that got me to the place of growing Fit Body Bootcamp into this big international franchise. And so when I wrote my book, Man Up, in the book, I talked about one thing I used to constantly level up in life was to put myself through constant suffering and pain through these six-week challenges that I did. The first one was to train for and run a marathon in six weeks. Then it was uh, train with a pro MMA fighter for six weeks and then get in the cage with him. Um, I was afraid of the ocean. I didn't want to drown. And so living in California, how silly of me not to know how to surf. So, you know, hire a professional surf instructor and do that rock climbing, et cetera. And and most recently a jujitsu challenge for six weeks. And so because of that, each challenge that I would do put me so far out of my comfort zone, Josh, that I realized that I could expand my comfort zone. And even though it was, in running and rock climbing and jujitsu and MMA and areas that have nothing to do with business, I kept leveling up in business because I learned emotional discipline. I learned how to tolerate adversity and pain more than ever. And all of those things, as you know, is part of business. And so I talk at the, talked about it in my book, Man Up, when the book came out in 2018. And all these guys are like, man, you should put together some kind of challenge where all these guys can come and do it together, et cetera. I'm like, dude, just go do your own six-week challenge. Lo and behold, no one was really going to do it. And so a friend of mine who's a Navy SEAL, Ray Cash Care, he had retired from the SEAL program after eight years of being an active duty SEAL, working for the CIA. And I'm like, hey, how many deployments have you done for the CIA? He goes, "Uh, well, I've done about 40 missions for the CIA. I can't talk about my deployments. Great. No worries. I go, do you still want to do this with the CIA? Nope. I go, great. Would you help me create like a hell week for like three or four days? And he goes, sure. I go, great. All right. So the SEALs go through the BUDS training, basic underwater demolition training, right? And so he creates this for civilians, like for men specifically. And the reason I created that is because I realized most men are not going to go to therapy. And the benefits I got, believe it or not, when you're going through that level of suffering, intense workouts and challenges for six weeks to do something big uh, six weeks later, forces you to process a lot of the trauma that you've experienced. In my case, Uh, I was molested as a kid between the ages of four and six in Armenia, and I carried a lot of shame, rage, and confusion with me. 
And when you show up to the world with the lens of shame, rage, and confusion, you're not necessarily going to be the best leader, the best husband, the best father. Um, now, thankfully, I also work with the therapist to get over that, but I also realized most men won't. And so that led to now we had me and the Navy SEAL. And then one of my coaching clients is a very angry Marine. And I'm like, hey, man, can you just bring hell upon these guys physically for 75 hours? He's like, yes. I go, great. You guys do that. The SEAL and the Marine do that while I teach them personal discipline, life structure, how to start dating your wife again, how to create morning productivity routines, uh, and then how to scale your business and all this stuff and be a legendary human being. And um, before you know it, we created the group of instructors. Of course, one of them is a SWAT, former SWAT sniper who teaches them pistol handling. One of them is an MMA instructor who's also a VP of one of my other businesses, Aaron Alejandriano. And so five instructors lead 20 to 30 men through 75-hour experience called The Project, The Modern Day Night Project. And the idea is to level up in your four F-bombs, which is your faith, as in faith in yourself, faith in a higher power, confidence in yourself, uh, fitness, mental fitness, emotional fitness, physical fitness, finances in your money, because money is the number one reason for divorce. And of course, in the fourth F-bomb, the family. So faith, fitness, finances, and family. Start dating your wife again, be a father, and not just a sperm donor to your children. Uh, and if you can do those four F-bombs and have them squared away, you're going to have the fifth F-bomb, which is a life of fulfillment. And so hence the Modern Day Night Project was born. Uh, like I said, 20 to 30 men start on, on a random Tuesday morning uh, or Tuesday at one o'clock. It, it secures Friday, uh, 4 p.m. And there's about a 35% attrition rate. Here's the part, Josh, that I was blown away. The Navy SEAL, Ray, my head instructor goes, um, he goes, hey, boss, we're going to need to put in a bell. I go, what do we need a bell for? He goes, some of these guys are going to want to ring the bell and quit. I go, we're charging them a lot of money to go through this experience. No one's going to want to quit, Ray. This isn't like the SEAL program where they get in for free and they can quit anytime. He goes, you'll see. And sure enough, since class one, now we've done 10 classes. The next class is uh, actually November. Um, so that'll be class 11. We have a consistent 35 to 40% attrition rate. And these are men who quit because they chose to, in the moment, let the internal negotiations take place with their inner bitch instead of really fighting, digging deep and bringing out that inner beast, which we all have. But in that moment of weakness, of fatigue, of, of tiredness, of soreness, the negotiation begins and you negotiate your way out of it, which breaks my heart. The 65% or so that graduate are part of a very strong brotherhood where we continue to coach and mentor. We see each other twice a year at our brotherhood meetups. Uh, and uh, they're, they're anywhere from world-class poker players to real estate tycoons to fitness people, you name it. They're just awesome human beings who have mastered their four F-bombs. Love it, man. That is so awesome. Well, guys, first of all, you got to get Bedros's book. It's fantastic, man. Up, uh, you got to look into the project because you know that that just takes you another level. You know, I, I see what I don't understand is you know, look, I too used to suffer from anxiety. And before I get into that, first of all, I got to tell you, man, I got a lot of respect for you. Some of the things you just said, I got a lot of respect for you, man. I really, Thanks, do. You, you, you got you, you got you got the right mindset, and you got you got you got the goods, man. And not many people have that, but. You know, I used to suffer severely from anxiety when I started my company. I did this bootstrap. I don't know how much you know about it, but I suffered with cash flow, my God, for almost probably a decade, just like severe, severe problems, like to the point where I couldn't breathe some mornings I wake up, but I always start with my workout no matter what. 
And after you start actually moving your body, people don't realize that it goes away, but you just need to move your body. The problem is people make excuses. Like I never make excuses. And I, I, I can't understand why people do, but as, as probably you can't either, but do you agree? Like just moving your body, just moving your body cures that. Like people think they need to start taking medication, popping all these pills, just move your body exercise. Like, don't you want to feel good about how you look and walk around? Like I always say, confidence changes everything. And when you look good, you're confident, right? And you want to like take care of yourself better. You want to be more sharp, right? Like it's not easy being good looking like us, but at the end of the day, <laughs> but at the end of the day, we take care of them ourselves, you know, like, like, don't you agree with that? I agree hundred percent, man. And, and here's what happens is we, I, I get it, man. You've had it. I've had it. Anxiety, panic attacks. It's crippling, literally crippling to the point where you just want to sit down and hold on to the, to, to, to the couching. Like what the hell is going on with me? Yep. That, that is also the worst thing you can do. So go, what the hell is going on with me? This doesn't feel right. But then put one foot foot in front of the other and do exactly what the caveman used to do. See, we've gotten too smart for our own good. So we start doing a, let me grab my phone and do a Google search and see what I'm feeling. Yeah. Look, caveman didn't have Google. Uh, let me call a doctor and see if I can get on Xanax, Prozac, and all these other drugs and pills. They didn't have that stuff. I imagine the caveman woke up and he's like, holy shit, my family hasn't had fire, or water, or food for four days. We need, I need to figure something out. So I'm anxious. Probably didn't know what anxiety was, but he's anxious. So he's like, well, I got no Google. I've got no pills to pop. So I better go out there and fight off a saber-toothed tiger. Go find a way to get water and find some dry brush to start a fire. And the act of hunting, foraging, moving, climbing, dopamines and endorphins and all the happy hormones that you and I have talked about for years as personal trainers kick in and movement begins to remove that anxiety. That's as simple as that. But people would rather resort to sitting down and Googling and then asking the doctor to prescribe pills because, well... It's a lot easier. It's true. It is a lot easier. So obviously you and I have the right mindset. So what, what advice can you give? Like, I, I want to provide value to our listeners. What, what would you tell, like, where does someone start? Like who's suffering? Who's like, oh my God, I can't be like Bedros and I can't be like Josh. It's just, it's just not in my cards. Where do they start? Yeah. Well, guess what? I couldn't be like Josh and I couldn't be like the Bedros that I was uh, even 15 years ago. Like the Bedros that I am now, I couldn't be that person 15 years ago, but I could start at one place one place when I didn't have control over my finances, because brother, God knows, I know what cash flow problems are. Like when you said cash flow, I just, I just felt like a little shock go down my spine. I know oh, man. that's like, cause it's like a roller coaster, right? Like, man, we're kicking ass and holy crap. We're not, Hey, we're kicking ass again. And holy cow, we got more employees or bigger payroll. And now we're not again. And so you may not be able to control all those things. You may not be able to control the coronavirus and the new variant of coronavirus and the next lockdown and how many masks they have to wear and what's happening with our government and all these things that have got you down and depressed. But there's one thing you can fully control, what you eat and what activity you do. And so I always say, start at that one place. Fitness is the gateway drug to happiness, to a better marriage. Fitness is the gateway drug to more money. Fitness is the gateway drug to more confidence because as you begin to get more competent in your daily routine of fitness, competence is the precursor to confidence. And that's a fact that's been scientifically proven. So change the one thing that you can change because you can't change who the president is. You can't change the virus. You can't change the vaccine. You can change the one thing, what time you wake up, the activity that you do and the foods that you eat and fitness becomes the gateway drug that makes the next thing better 
and the next thing better and the next thing better. And then over time, months and years, everything happens to get better. And that's not to say that Josh and Bedros and others don't have problems. We still have problems. We now know the formula to control what I can't control, cope with what I can't control, and concentrate on what counts, the three C's. Yep, I like that. I like that. You know, it's um, I was uh, I went to St. Louis a while, a couple of weeks ago, eh, not like I don't know, eight weeks ago, I was speaking there and um, there was not a good gym. Like I, I always get my work in no matter what. I, I was telling someone a story and they thought I was crazy. I took an hour and a half Uber ride in the morning, got up three hours early just to get my workout in and go all the way back. So I spent almost like five hours traveling and working out just to get my work in. I never negotiate ever, ever with like anything when it comes to my workout, no matter what, like the first thing I do, like people are trying to like, all right, let me see what kind of alcohol I can get to my hotel room. I got to make sure I'm drinking my gallon of water every day. I have my blueberries. My workouts are good. These are things that are important. And when people start really taking these small steps to understanding that, look, I don't, I don't care if you're vaccinated. I don't care. It doesn't mean anything to me. I don't care. You want to get vaccinated. You don't want to get vaccinated. The real vaccine, and I know you're going to agree with this, is exercise, Bingo. working out. That is the cure. And at the end of the day, if you look at what's happening here, the majority of people who get very sick, who are, who are um, obviously not making it, are obese, are obese. Yeah. And um, it's a shame. But so, fact, it's funny you say that because it, it's, it's two factors. It's the people that are out of shape and obese and the people that have a negative mental attitude instead of a positive mental attitude. Because if you operate yes. in fear, when you do get the coronavirus, not if, when, because we all will get it. When you do get it, and if you're in a state of fear, fear impacts every cell in your body and will literally amplify the coronavirus. But if I'm like, hey, look, I'm a savage. I work out. I sleep right. I take my, my vitamins. I, I, I keep a positive mental attitude. And when I get the coronavirus, I'm going to feed it. Guess what? I will then program that into my cells. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. hundred percent. So like, you know, I hear this often and, and I'm sure you could provide some value here too. So, you know, people want to take this next step in business. I know you do your coaching program. You help a lot of people, which is fantastic. You know, now when it comes to, to business, look, I know not everyone's built to be an entrepreneur. We talk about cash flow, and it's funny because that feeling you get, I get the same feeling. I think about those stories all the time. And like, I always like to live in that, like, someone's trying to take it from me. I actually, you like this story. What I did a long time ago, Bedros, when I started, I asked if I can have a bank account with, with no balance in it, no minimum balance. And to this day, I actually still keep a dollar in there. It's actually a dollar like, oh, eight now, because I got some interest on it. But <laughs> I, I, every morning, I actually, I've never missed a day in my life. I stare at it and I actually believe in my head, I believe that I'm, that I'm broke again. I have no money because it always keeps me hungry. And I never, I always want to have that edge because once you lose that, it's over. So for, so for people you coach, I'm, I'm sure you see all different types of individuals. What is the first thing you start with? You know, obviously I'm sure it's mindset to some degree, but like, how does someone actually get into that point? Because there's so many people that are unhappy. And I know you have a great culture at your headquarters, which is super important. People don't realize that. But I think back to before I started this, I was in this negative environment that I couldn't stand and I just had to get out of it. So how do you how do you coach someone to get them out of that negative environment to say, you know what, this is how you start a business. But then also some people just can't be entrepreneurs. Some pe people can't be entrepreneurs. How does that person decide? Because I feel like right now so many people are quitting jobs because they're getting forced to get vaccinated. They don't feel comfortable. And some people are just quitting jobs because now they're, they're saying you have to come back when they want to work remote. Like so what would be your, your, your overview on that? So, so here's what I'll tell you. So with my coaching program that I have for people who have businesses and want to scale those businesses bigger, 
when they come to me, they're already entrepreneurs and they're already making some sales, at least half a million a year. And then we scale them above and beyond that. Uh, but when someone says like, hey, man, I want to be an entrepreneur, I'll ask them why. And if it's typically because I don't want to get the vaccine or even before the vaccine, it's like because I want to be able to make write my own paycheck. I hear that often. I want to write my own paycheck. I want to remind them that motherfucker, before you write yourself a paycheck, you're writing your mortgage, you're writing your, 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 your marketing dollars, your payroll. And if there's anything left, you might write yourself a mediocre paycheck somewhere in the first decade because that's how you roll, right? You, you know yep. the time of this. Yep. So I go, you better have a different reason. Like, I know I'm an entrepreneur because I know I'm put on this planet to do something bigger and to leave a greater impact uh, through the work that I do. And if you look at my Fit Body Bootcamp, our fitness franchise, Truing, our supplement line, if you look at the Modern Day Night Project or my book or my coaching business, it is all to transform. All of them are transformational vehicles. Just one's a book, one's a very violent thing with Navy SEALs and Marines, one's a fitness program, but they're all trans vehicles of transformation. So I know what I'm on this planet for, and I'm willing to deal with the stress, the chaos, the anxiety, the, the, the heartburn, the missing family events to do all that. Most people are not willing to do all that. So go through a little mental checklist. Am I willing to miss birthdays and funerals and weddings and be behind on payroll and all these things? And will I be okay with that? And if the answer is no, go be an intrapreneur. In other words, find someone that you like and respect in an industry that you're passionate about and go work for them and help them act like you're an entrepreneur in the one in the sales department, in the marketing department. Like if I wasn't me, but I love fitness and I respect Josh, I'm going to come out to New York and I'm going to be like, hey, Josh, will you hire me? And I love the culture there. I love what you stand for. I love what you're all about. So I'm going to work in your company and I'm going to treat my department as though it's my own business without having to take the risk like you do. And the best thing you can do is do that. And it's like a paid opportunity to be a to work for someone. Huge. Nothing wrong with that. No, there's not. Now let's talk about that because this is important. People think you always have to be number one to make the most money, which is so incorrect. <laughs> like people really think, like I got to be the boss, I got to be that founder, I got to be that CEO. Sometimes number three or number four can make more than number one. And just like you just said, you you don't know what what's coming down on a payroll cost. You don't know if you're going to get hit with a lawsuit. You don't know what's going to happen where it's going to literally throw things into a tornado and and just kind of shift things differently. So. You can co-work and be on our team or work with Bedros's team and, and be very successful because I know you have many successful executives within your organization. Yeah, and, and that's the key, right? The problem is they go, well, I hate my boss, so I want to go be an entrepreneur. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute there, guy. Yeah. You hate your boss. I get it. Is that the only boss in the world? Because there probably is someone else in that industry who's a decent boss, who mentors his or her people, treats them good, has an awesome culture, creates plenty of opportunities for people to grow. Go find that guy or gal and work for him as an intrapreneur. And I use, I don't say as an employee, I say intrapreneur because an entrepreneur, you and I take the risks, sign the leases, sign the mortgages, you know, do all those things that pile on money and risk on our shoulders. And we're okay with that. But if you're not okay with that, be an intrapreneur where all you have to do is focus on the job. If you're getting paid 300,000 a year, ask yourself, how can I make this person 1.3 million a year so that they never replace me and just keep moving me up. And I love them. I respect them. I love the industry. I love the culture. Bingo. But to, to go from, I hate my boss to I'm going to be my own boss becomes the kiss of death for many people. Yep. yep. Now I want to segue into a good story. Like I, my, my, I'm very self-aware of my, it's like, it's off the charts. And I remember 
I, I like to ship people tires. That's how I connected with Phil Knight. That's how I've connected with some great people. And I remember when I shipped someone a tire, I forgot who it was, but one of your guys, I think maybe it's a guy you mentioned before, shipped you a shoe or something. Because yeah. he comment, he sent me a message. Yeah. The shoe is there, there it is, the boot right there. I so he sent me a message. I'll never forget that. It was a while ago. I think it was like a couple of years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, he sent me that shoe. So let's talk about that because now he's got a big position in your company, right? Yeah, he's the VP of my supplement company. Okay, so people, I want you to listen to this because this is a good story. I talk about this all the time. And now this is just a boot. What is that, a Timberland boot? Yeah, a Timberland boot. And I've only got one of them. And, you know, since I've got OCD, the fucker really figured me out. He goes, I go, well, where's the other one, Aaron? He goes, when the time's right, you'll get the other one. So I don't know what we have to do, what has to happen. So I'm, I'm now, as the CEO, I'm working like a monkey trying to figure out what we need to do to get the other one so I can close that loop. That's so funny, man. But so, so, you know, look, shipping a tire is obviously expensive. People don't want to order it. People don't want to carry it. Shipping a, shipping a shoe, a boot is not that hard. So maybe share that story. Cause I think this will really resonate. And it's yeah, man, it's, it's a great story. So, so about, about three years ago, I wanted to start a supplement company because we were just right around 600 fit body bootcamp locations at the time. And I'd always told myself, by the way, here's another lesson here, singularity of focus, because as entrepreneurs, we come up with a million ideas. Like you need three or four lifetimes, Josh, to execute on all the ideas that you and I have. And so I told myself, until I have 600 Fit Body Bootcamp locations, I'm not creating a supplement company, even though I really wanted to, because I love starting new shit, Smart, right? Man. Yep. Yeah. And I knew that, you know, once I have 600 locations, I'll have hundreds of thousands of clients to sell to. And so we hit 600 and I was like, all right, I put up a post on my social media. I'm looking for someone who understands nutrition, supplements, direct response marketing. I'm an unreasonable person to work for and work with. But if you're the right person, you're going to move out here to California. If you don't live in California and you're going to be my second in command and start the supplement company, you have to be a self-starter, blah, 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 all this stuff. About 300 people sent in their resumes to my DMs. Of the 300, we dwindled down to nine people. Soon as with those nine people, we set up phone calls, a boot shows up the next day right? A boot shows up that says, hey, I'm going to do a phone call with Bryce. You're at the time, Bryce, now he's my CEO of Fit Body Bootcamp. He was the VP of Fit Body Bootcamp. He goes, I'm going to be taking a call with Bryce. I know he's going to vet me out, but I wanted to send you this boot to tell you that the shoe that to tell that, you know, that I'm a shoe in for this position. And I want to put my best foot forward. So now I'm laughing. He's got me laughing. This guy I've never met yeah. uh, with the note that he sent with it. I'm like, that's pretty clever. Also to my staff, because Jamie booked the calls with Bryce, those nine calls, he was one of the nine. He sent her edible arrangements. So I walk out my office. I'm like, what, what you eating, kiddo? She goes, oh, I got edible arrangements from this guy who sent you the boot. I'm like, motherfucker, right? Smart. And so when we dwindled down to the bottom, the last three, I go, hey, um, is there any chance you can meet me for lunch tomorrow at the sushi restaurant here in Chino Hills? He's like, sure. Dude, little did I know that he was coming from Scottsdale, Arizona, and I'm in California. He shows up and we're talking. I was like, oh, so where do you live? He's like, Scottsdale. I'm like, wait, you just drove from Scottsdale? He goes, yep. I'm like, all right. Well, it looks like you got the position. You got the job done. Yeah, that's it. I to the other two people, man. That, it, like, that's how easy is it to stand out. Stand out. Yep. And that's exactly how he's performed the entire time he's been on board here. Just exceeded expectations. People, listen to what he just said, because it's so spot on. If you just, if you just take action... Go above and beyond and do something creative like that. You can open a door for yourself. Like, And now you said he's the VP of the uh, supplement company. Yeah, he's the VP of Truline, which is an eight-figure supplement company in two years. And Amazing. You know, now we're looking on taking on capital and all this stuff, and he gets 10% equity in the company as well. 
It's incredible. Never had to put a penny out of his pocket. Let me just tell you that. He got a great salary, 401k that we match, uh, unlimited PTO, paid time off, uh, 10% equity in the company, and never had to put a penny out of his pocket and never had to take the risks that I do. Because he's the entrepreneur, he's not the entrepreneur, and he's going to be very successful. And I know you're going to make him very successful because I know you want to make him very successful. Of course. So people, you listen to that. There's always opportunity out there and you don't have to be number one, which is very true. Now, before we finish up, because I want to be you know, um, respectful of your time, I know you got to get somewhere. Now, if you were conducting this interview, what's one question that you would have asked? Oh, man. So if I were conducting this interview, what is the one question I would ask? I would say, hey, Bedros, tell me about the false identity. Tell me about it. All right. Here's a false identity. And this is more for men than women, but women carry a false identity as well. Here's what I mean. Uh, when we're kids, like in my case, um, I'm jacked, I'm lean now, but growing up in an Armenian family, I was fed a lot of fatty fried foods. Uh, delicious. No complaints. However, my parents always told me in a loving way, but still it hurt. Like, oh, you're always going to be chunky. You just, you're like your dad. You always, you're always going to be fat. And so my identity was that I was going to be a fat, chunky kid who was never going to be athletic. And I grew up throughout elementary school, high school that way. And so, or if you were molested like I was or abused in some way, physical, mental, emotional, an identity comes on you that, you know what, I got to be a big, tough guy, or I've got to be closed off to the world, uh, not to let the world in. But here's the reality. One out of every three of us have a false identity that we carry, false confidence, false security. And you can always tell because they're over the top. They, you can tell they're protected, they're standoffish, whatever it is. And the way you take off your false identity to become the authentic you is simple, the art of self-mastery. And while we are so good, like I could sit here for hours and probably drill you on questions on how do you find your leads? How do you convert your leads into franchisees? How do you get those franchisees to buy more locations? How do you, what are the profit margins? How, what are profit margin maximizers in your company? And you're like, boom, bam, boom, bam, boom. And, and you're a self-aware person. So I could ask you all about, you know, hey, tell me about your radiance. Are you introverted or extroverted? Do you know what your, your personality letters are? Like I'm an INTJ, introverted, intuitive, thinker, judgmental. Like that's me. That's who I am. I'm a very judgmental guy. And uh, so I share this because a lot of people do not take the time to focus on self-mastery. And the greatest work we can do in life is not the companies and businesses that we make that make all the millions. And then we go, guess what I did with my millions? I helped Shriner Children's Hospital and Toys for Tots and, you know, whatever, all these other charities. The greatest shift that you can make in this world is a shift of self-mastery. Because once you know who you are, what you stand for, uh, figure out what you're real. The body is so pliable. I'm not a fat kid. I was told I was yep. a fat kid. So yep. I became a fat adult until I decided to do something about it. But the reality is people, while we're children, spend time writing in our book of life and saying that, you know, Josh is slow. Josh is a little dumb. Josh is a little fat. Bedros is a little, uh, he's got a lisp and, and, and he's a foreigner. English, he's got an accent and blah, blah. English is a second language. And so you grow up that way. And one day you have to go, I'm going to take that pen back and start writing what my real identity is. And I'm a smart, handsome, athletic man who is here to change the world. And that world changing starts through self-mastery. And once I figure out who I am, what I'm here for, and what my non-negotiables are, I'll never go to a wedding. I'll never go to a funeral. And here's why. I'll only go to weddings and funerals of people that I hang out with on a day-to-day -day basis. Because if I'm only going to go to your wedding or your funeral, we're like a distant cousin or distant family member, and I haven't seen you for years, I don't want to go to your wedding or funeral period. Like I know that. And for a while, my parents were like, 
but they're like your third cousin and it's, it'll be, it'll bring shame to the family. It doesn't matter. But before I used to bend my rules and do that. Now I am so protective, ruthlessly protected of my time because I know who I am. I know my identity. I'm here to serve. I only have 105 years or so on this planet. And then I got to peace out. And so I've got to maximize that time. And so if people can shed their false identity and become the authentic self, their greatest impact is yet to come. That is powerful, man. That is powerful. I love it. Listen, B, thank you so much for coming on the show. You're going to really help a lot of people. And guys, get his book, Man Up. And everyone, you better man up after this episode. Make sure you check out his Modern Day Night Project. You want to get some protein powder, check out True Lean. If you want to get a good workout in, great workout. Check out Fit Body Boot Camp and make sure you follow Bedros. Bedros, where can everyone follow you? Uh, just on Instagram at Bedros Coolian. And he's got the same thing as me. If you just type in on Google Handsome, he comes right up, just like I do. First it's Josh, and then it's me. Pedros, thanks again, man. All right, I appreciate it, bud. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you. Legend.